0: Welcome to the video broadcast of Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church with pastor and teacher, Rev. Dr. Randall Kane Jr. Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church is located at 101 North Donleith Avenue in Winston-Salem. Please sit back and enjoy this message already in progress. Beloved, all of us have been blessed by God to experience life on this side of glory and most, if not all of you, under the sound of my voice are anticipating life on the other side of glory. Amen. In between both sides of glory stands a point of transition, death. Beloved, unless Jesus comes back first, we are all going to die. I've had the honor and the privilege of officiating as well as sometimes delivering the eulogy, the last good word spoken over someone in many a homegoing service. And I do sincerely count each opportunity as an honor and a privilege. Amen. At those moments, family and friends gather to celebrate the life of the person the person who has lived, the person who has died, and the person who we will not see again until we see them. On the other side of glory. Some of us are waiting to see somebody on the other side of glory right now. Amen. Beloved, at the end of life, death awaits. But before we die, God gives us the opportunity to live lives that will bring God praise, honor, and glory. Amen. God pours into us, and God expects for us to pour out. And, beloved, when we die, there is no more pouring in that God can do. And there is no more pouring out that we can do. So what is left unsaid cannot be said. And what is left undone cannot be done. Therefore, beloved, the fullness of our lives will truly be marked, not by how full we die, but how empty we die. By pouring out all that God has poured into us. Beloved, the title of today's message is Die Empty. Die Empty. Beloved, sometimes it is hard to live the life of being a Christian. Somebody need to say amen. Because sometimes we just do not know what to do. We are told to pray. Well, we do that. Is there more? We're told to come to church. Well, we do that, but is there more? We're told to try to live right. Well, we do that. Is there more? Beloved, there is more, much more. Beloved, we are told to serve God. We're told to serve God. And beloved, sometimes we need for someone to remind us of that fact, that we need to serve God. God. The Apostle Paul told the younger minister and pastor Timothy just that as revealed in 2 Timothy 4 and 1. I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Beloved, Paul spoke to Timothy as one with the authority to tell Timothy what to do because Paul had the authority to tell Timothy what to do by the power of Of God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gave him that power. And Paul spoke authoritatively to Timothy with unseen but ever-present witnesses. There are people watching you all the time. God the Father and God the Son are watching you all the time, beloved. And with perfect clarity, Paul wanted Timothy to understand that the charge, the call, and the command that he was giving Timothy was to prepare Timothy for judgment that was surely coming as Jesus would be the judge of the living and be the judge of the dead when he returned because Jesus is coming back. Does anybody believe that Jesus is coming back? You see, beloved, Jesus is the one who will judge you. And Jesus is the one who will judge me. As seen in Romans chapter 2, verses 6 through 11, who will render to every man according to his deed. To them who by patient, continuance, and well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. But unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath, tribulation, and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil of the Jew first and of also of the Gentiles. But glory, honor, and peace to every man that worketh good, to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. For there is no respect of persons with God. Everybody's going to be judged fairly. Amen. And so after this, beloved, what was it that Paul wanted Timothy to do? He explained in 2 Timothy 4 and 2, he said, preach the word preach the word. Beloved, Timothy was to proclaim the gospel, to proclaim the good news, to talk about Jesus. For John 1 and 14 tells us and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. He was supposed to talk about this man. But beloved, it was not just for Timothy alone. No, beloved, each and every believer it's supposed to proclaim the gospel, not just a preacher. Supposed to proclaim the good news, not just a preacher. Supposed to talk about Jesus, not just a preacher. Every single one of you sitting in the pews on the sound of my voice, if you are a son and daughter of God, you're supposed to proclaim the good news. You're supposed to proclaim the gospel. You are supposed to talk about Jesus. I mean, I know we got the big seven foot four young man who just hit the nba and everybody want to talk about him and see him but will you talk about jesus with as much excitement as you will have about these worldly things that start and that end where he is eternal the author and the finisher of your faith will you talk about him the same way will you talk about jesus See, beloved, it is all of our responsibility to represent Jesus. Let me say, I like just to represent Jesus. Let me say, I like just to present Jesus to everyone who we come into contact with. Because if we do not represent Jesus, if we do not represent Jesus, if we do not present Jesus, then who will? I can't depend on the world to do it. Because the world's trying to tell us to turn away from the way, the truth, and the life. And beloved, do understand, Paul knew that representing Jesus, representing Jesus, presenting Jesus would not always be easy. So we continue in 2 Timothy 4 and 2. Be instant, in season, as well as out of season. When they they want to hear it, preach it, tell them. When they don't want to hear it, preach it, tell them. You see, beloved, the word of God is an on-time word. The word of God is an everywhere word. The word of God is an everyone word. Everyone needs to hear the word of God. You see, the word of God is a word with a purpose. As Paul continued in 2 Timothy 4 and 2, reprove, rebuke. You see, beloved, sometimes the word of God will break you down. By reproving you, correcting the wrong that is within you with the truth found in the Word of God. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Has anybody been broken down by the Word of God? If you haven't been broken down, then I question if you break the binding of your Bible. Because the Word of God will break you down. Beloved, sometimes the Word of God will break you down by rebuking you. Disapproving the wrong that you do so that you will know the right things that you are supposed to do. Amen. And beloved, after the word of God has broken you down, then beloved, the word of God will build you up. As Paul finished 2 Timothy 4 and 2, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. Beloved, sometimes the Word of God will exhort you, strongly encourage you, and urge you, building you up by using Scripture, the Word of God, to teach you, as Jesus said in the Great Commission, found in Matthew 28, 19, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Beloved, Paul was telling Timothy this because, as I frequently say, life has its seasons. And God has God's reasons. And Paul wanted to give Timothy a warning that times were going to change as revealed in 2 Timothy 4 and 3. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Beloved, Paul prophesied and Timothy would anticipate and we are living right now In a time when teaching will occur. But some people. Not worldly people who do not come to church. Not worldly people who do not do church. Not worldly people who are not a part of the church. But, somebody say but. The church. The body of Christ. Church people. Those who come to church who will not listen and will not obey Church people, those who do church, who will not listen and will not obey. Church people, those who are supposed to be church, but who will not listen and will not obey. Church people, those who will sing, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. A time will come when all they will do is sing the song. Because their life song will be offbeat with the lyrics as they cease to trust, they cease to obey, and they cease to be happy in Jesus. Instead of seeking after Jesus, they will stop following God and start making their own version of someone who they will call God, but I have to address that God with a little G. They make them in their image, although they're supposed to be made in the image of God, as Paul explained in 2 Timothy 4 and 3. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves, teachers, having itching ears. Beloved, again, do understand that Paul was not talking to Timothy about sinners. Paul was talking to Timothy about supposed sinners redeemed, about supposed saints about the supposed church, the supposed church, the supposed church, not all but some who get tired of hearing the truth in one place, and so they go, not necessarily led by God, but often by self, to another place, perhaps to uh, another church, if they go to church at all, where they like the version of the truth that they hear in that church, even though it may just be a version of the truth if it is even the truth at all because beloved the church is always supposed to be a place of conviction and repentance that is to be the truth of the church through God in Jesus Christ as guided by the Holy Spirit amen if you never get convicted of anything if you never repent of anything I do question how you can be church at all even if you have your name on some church role and then shift the roll where you place your name. It's hard to believe you can be church like that. You see, instead of following God, instead of following Jesus, instead of following the Holy Spirit, some people give away the opportunity to be convicted and repent and instead embrace the temptation of just staying who they are. As James, the half-brother of Jesus, wrote of in James 1:14 and 15. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Again, this ain't the word of Cain. This is the word of God. You see, beloved, Paul did not want anyone to die in their relationship with God. So he wanted Timothy to be prepared to preach the truth, even when those who most needed to hear it would not want to hear it at all. And when they stopped listening, Paul wanted Timothy to know that it was not his fault, and he need not question his ministry. Timothy still needed to preach the word as he watched people walk away. Turn away and give away the truth as revealed in 2 Timothy 4 and 4, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. Hmm. Beloved, Paul wanted Timothy to keep preaching the word when church people exchange the parables of Jesus for man-made stories, commentaries, and philosophies used to give people what they want, but not necessarily to give people what? they need and because they would turn from the truth that would free them they would be exchanging the freedom found in Christ for the bondage found once again in their unredeemed unforgiven unsaved sins man it got dark in here again Real. it got dark again in here You see, beloved, Paul painted a grim picture for Timothy. When one thinks of those who have gone away, gone astray, and gone back to who they used to be before they met Jesus, it is enough to make you cry. Get on your knees and cry. Some of you have cried tears of sadness over family, friends, and acquaintances, current or former church members who seem to have turned away from the gospel truth and sought something else and someone else. Beloved, those tears reveal the depth of your love. You just love them. You just love them. And God knows what to do with those tears for Psalm 30 and 5 exhorts us, encourages us, urges us by remembering that weeping may endure for a night, but, but, but joy, joy, joy cometh in the morning. So Paul exhorted, encouraged, and urged Timothy in a way that I pray also exhorts, encourages, and urges us by telling him in 2 Timothy 4 and 5, but watch thou in all things. Paul was telling him that this is what some of your fellow Christians, fellow Christ followers, fellow brothers and sisters in Christ will do, but I want to exhort you, to encourage you, to urge you, to hear what they say to watch what they do, and then to look above sea level, S-E-E level, and then do what thus saith the Lord. I can't stop you from turning your back on God, but I ain't got to turn my back on God too. I can't stop you from speaking lies and heresies, but I ain't got to do the same thing too. I can't stop you from running away from the church, but, but Can you see that? I know I ain't going to turn away from the church too. And what must you do? As 2 Timothy 4 and 5 continues, endure afflictions. It will not always be easy, but do it anyway. Beloved, your Christian walk and journey will bring you into contention with the enemies of Christ. And you might find that sometimes those enemies of Christ are those who consider themselves to be saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, and fire baptized. You need to fulfill your call. As 2 Timothy 4 and 5 continues, do the work of an evangelist. Complete your assignment. Preach the word so that others will hear the word and know the word without excuse. Beloved, your Christian walk and journey may find you in spaces and places where the only one who seems to know how to speak God's holy word and truth is you. And I'm not talking about when you stand on street corners preaching to strangers. No, beloved. I'm talking about in your own house with your family. I'm talking about on your job with your coworkers. I'm talking about at your social, fraternal, sorority clubs and gatherings. Somebody needs to hear somebody Talk about Jesus. If you know the word, do not quench the spirit. Speak the word. Speak the word. As Second Timothy four and five continues, make full proof of thy ministry. God called you to do something. I got a two-word encouragement. Do it. Beloved, your Christian walk and journey is supposed to be a walk and journey of ministry, of service rendered unto God, thanking God physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually in your health, in your wealth, and in your relationships. And at every turn, you will be challenged to give evidence that you are a Christian, that you are a Christ follower, that you are a part of the body of Christ, That you are the church. Again a three word encouragement. Live the word. Don't let it be knowledge of head. But let it get into your heart. Don't stop at your heart. Let it get into your spirit. From the spirit it's going to rebound. To impact your heart. To impact your mind. And it's going to change what you say. And what you do for God. And beloved you will be expected. By God to do it. Because God equips those who God calls. Say it another way. When God called you, when you answered the call from God, your life ceased to be your own. And you were supposed to give your life back to God through Jesus Christ as guided by the Holy Spirit. And when you gave your life back to God through Jesus Christ as guided by the Holy Spirit, you were supposed to die You were supposed to die to your old self daily. For Jesus said in Luke 9 and 23, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Deny himself. That means you don't just do what you want to do. You don't just do what feels right. Sometimes God is going to ask you to do something and you're not going to want to do it. Do it anyway. Because he said, "And Take up his cross daily. We wear the crosses as nice little jewelry pieces. Now, it was no fame, only shame in that time when it came to the cross. He said, be willing to shame yourself by wearing your cross, by carrying your cross, by doing the things they say you shouldn't do if I tell you to do them, because that's the only way they're going to see you through me, and me through you. And to follow Jesus, to follow Jesus, beloved, we must embark on a journey of dying and living. We must die to our old way of life and live into the new way of life. In pursuit of this dying to the old and living into the new, Paul said in 1 Corinthians fifteen thirty-one: I die daily. I die daily. Beloved, for all that God has poured into you, for you to be who God created you to be, you must, If you're going to live for God, to try your best to pour it out. You must pour it out physically. You must pour it out mentally. You must pour it out emotionally. You must pour it out spiritually. You must pour it out in your health. You must pour it out in your wealth. You must pour it out in your relationships. Beloved, you must pour it out while you have time because one day, trust me on this, you are going to die. And when you die, someone else will get all of your financial and material goods. Some of you have wills, are in the process of preparing wills, or need to prepare wills, to distribute your earthly goods that will not be of any use to you at all on the other side of glory. And you do your best to make sure that you pour those goods out in a way that will be a blessing to your legacy, those coming after you. Amen. With the truth being, once you are gone and they have what you had, you have no control over what they're going to do with it anyway. None. None. So, beloved, while you may spend an inordinate amount of time focused on such temporal, earthly, carnal matters, distribution of all you have gained God is really focused on eternal heavenly spiritual matters seeing how you have given away all that God gave you to give away because when you die when you die for God God wants you to die empty and God wants you to be ready to die empty empty of all that God has entrusted to you for your once in a lifetime season of life you don't get a do over Once you're gone, you're gone. Beloved, Paul was ready to die. He said so in 2 Timothy 4 and 6, for I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. At the end, approaching the finish line of life, time, truly your most valuable asset, is about to run out, Paul was ready to die. Paul had told Timothy everything that he needed to do because he had done everything that he had told Timothy to do. He wasn't just talking about it, Paul had been about it. There was nothing more for Paul to do for God and Timothy other than to pass on to Timothy the same charge, the same call, the same command that he had received God. Paul was ready to die empty. As he explained to Timothy in 2 Timothy 4 and 7, I have fought a good fight for God. I have finished my course for God. I have kept the faith for God. Beloved, Paul had tried his best to do everything that God had asked him to do. He gave it all. He had nothing left to give. Beloved, God had filled Paul and Paul approaching death had emptied himself. Beloved, there was nothing more for Paul to do except one thing. Claim his crown. Claim his crown. Beloved, Paul told Timothy that all he had done for God, allowing God to fill him and emptying himself for God, had not been done in vain. Paul was expecting a reward once he had died. Died empty, empty and available to receive his reward from God. As he told Timothy in 2 Timothy 4 and 8, henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. I shall wear a crown. I shall wear a crown. When it's all over, when it's all over, I'm going to put on my robe and tell the story of how I made it over. I'm going to put on my robe and tell the story of how I made it over when soon as I get home and when I get home I shall see his face. I shall see his face when it's all over. When it's all over I'm gonna put on my robe and tell the story of how I made it over. I'm going to put on my robe and I'm going to tell the story of how I made it over, beloved, when soon as I get home. Thank you for tuning in to the radio broadcast of Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church with pastor and teacher, Rev. Dr. Randall Kane Jr. It is our prayer that this message inspires you to further your walk with Christ. For more information about Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church, go to our website, zmmbc.net, or call 336-725-7390. We live stream our services on our Facebook page. Just search for Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church page. Zion Memorial Missionary Baptist Church is located at 101- North Dunleith Avenue in Winston-Salem. Be blessed and continue to further your walk with Christ.